is Jason Manford. This is Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Good morning, it's the Jason Manford Show on Absolute Radio. Hope you're very well. My guest this morning, uh, Adam Rowe. Good morning. Thanks for coming over from uh, the beautiful city of Liverpool. You're very welcome. So you were you were Manchester and Liverpool last night, you were doing a little bit of a double? Yeah, four. Oh. Four shows. Yeah. Cha-ching. Yeah. Love a cheeky double. Yeah. Pre-fringe as well. Nice. All gets paid on Wednesday next week. Nice. Ah, you see. Back in the day, it was all cheeky cash in hand. Yeah. Not, well was, beyond that now. Yeah. It's all backs to follow me. All backs, paper trail. I mean, yeah. of course, I always... I always claimed it. I mean, I always, <laughs> always put it in. But it's just nice having the actual cash. There was something about... Something about getting paid in cash. That... Yeah. It's only, like, the past six months that the comedy store has mm. stopped... Just giving, making you sign for some cash, it goes yeah. in your bank account. Yeah, no, I mean, it is better. Like, I drive now, so it's not as bad, but it used to be quite weird getting three nights' worth of cash at the comedy store and yeah. then have to go to Dean's Gate Train Station <laughs> yeah. and go through, like, Newton La Willows. Yeah. With... <laughs> it's pretty terrifying, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, it, there's just something, I mean, because you're, you're a lot younger than me, but um, there was when I was younger, there was just something about getting a little... Little brown paper packet. Just had a bit of cash in it. There was just something special about it. Uh, you know, don't get me wrong, I like getting paid in in the bank, but there's just actual no, cash money. Is better. Yeah. Money. I think that is working class background as well. I think it is. I yeah. think because no, you know, no one can take it off you. I mean they can, where I lived. <laughs> <laughs> and they regularly did. But there was just something about it in your actual in your hand. You know, otherwise it's just a it's just the man giving some money to the man. Exactly. And then you yeah. have to access the money from the man. Like that's that's what it felt like. Whereas cash is just like here, you've worked hard of it. Cash is better. There's oh, a there's yeah. a club in London and I won't name it. Mm. But they uh <laughs> Recently, they, they go. Well, we we put it in your bank now, and then he give me twenty quid, and he goes, "We we don't put that twenty on the books." Nice, like, nice one, mate. Twenty quid, twenty like quid. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, thank you. <laughs> Weird. I um I remember the first time that I played the comedy store, uh, Manchester. I was about twenty, maybe twenty three or so. I don't know when it opened now, but it was a, a while back, and. This is when I realised I wasn't quite as cool as the other comics. I remember it was the end of the night. It was like you get like hundred. It was like hundred and fifty a night or something like that. Like it was a it was a wedge. Yeah. And you do Thursday, Friday, two shows Saturday. You yeah. Know? So what a what a what a lump of money that was. Yeah, because they you, give you it all on the Saturday. On the as well. Saturday, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, they don't just do it every Maximum night. Maximum no. mugging opportunity. <laughs> yeah. So if you're thinking about mugging a comedian, Saturday night is best, guys. <laughs> don't mug a, don't mug one on a Tuesday. You're getting out. And uh, and they used to give us this wedge of money on the on the uh, what's what, what six hundred quid, and I was like dead excited. I had it in my pocket. And all these other comics, it's the first time I'd ever played it. All these other comics, I won't name them because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what they were doing. <laughs> 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 these other comics were coming through the dressing room. And like there was a Canadian comic. He had, uh, like, he'd met two girls in the audience. He was like, right, I'm off out. I'm I already off. know who that is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. <laughs> uh, I'm off out with these two ladies. I'm a £600. That was him. So off he went. And then there was an Australian comic. He'd, he'd gone to the bar. He'd got like two, essentially two. Six packs of, of of lager. Off he went. He was like, there was a, a London comic. Uh, he was like, hey, where'd you go for a bit of uh, you know the bad stuff? I was like, I think it's Hume, and uh, <laughs> and he went he went to get some naughty stuff uh, with his money. And literally, as they left, sex and alcohol and drugs left the the building. Uh, my girlfriend at the time, she rang me. We were living together, 
And she said, uh, how did it go? I said, it was brilliant. I've got the cash here. I've got £600 in my pocket. She went, amazing. We'll get, we'll get that laminate floor tomorrow. <laughs> Jason. Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Adam Rose, my guest this morning. Uh, heading up to uh, the Edinburgh Festival this year. Uh, Dom uh, G has just messaged me. He says, sat here just this minute booked to see Adam play in Edinburgh and then he's on the radio. Wow. What are the chances? What a coincidence. Uh, great to see him uh, after playing a tiny room in Stoke years ago now to the Edinburgh Festival where uh, he'll also be in a tiny room, I suspect. <laughs> I've actually, uh, I'm in a big room this oh, year, yeah. which uh, wow. is terrifying me. Crikey. Yeah. I had so last year I was in a smaller room. Yes, yeah, so that's that's what generally happens. Yeah. So what what size have you gone for? One hundred and fifty, <sighs> which for a comic of hey. no no absolutely. my size is quite ambitious. That is a big room. One hundred and fifty um, people a night. Yeah, and 24. is it selling well? It is. Yeah. It's doing all right. I've I'm lucky that over the past year or so mm. I've released a few like little videos online. Of yes, I've seen them. Yeah, and they've done all right. So people are, like the guy who's emailed in there. Yeah, you know the. It's it's selling better than it did last year. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, that's I, all you can hope for. That's all you can hope for. Each each year gets better and better. Also, you know, you got the Scouse thing, and I think that there's something about Scousers that where they are, they're loyal. They're loyal to the people that they like. Oh, you know it's, what I mean? so, it's insane. So like, then they're like, the, hey, he's, he's one of us. He's one of us, mate. He's one of us. He's one of us. I like him because he's one of us. Like, he says things that I think. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's, that's why. That's why it works. You know what I mean? And Man- I have the sim- similar sort of feeling with Manchester. You know like what I mean? Parochial cities. Yeah, and I think there's something about maybe it's just, I don't know. Does it happen in the south? No, you know Newcastle. They they're very proud. You know Sarah Millican will sell out a week in Newcastle. Yeah, um, if she announces it the week before. It'll yeah, sell exactly. Out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's something about that. You know, I think there's there's a few cities that are very similar because they've got such strong identities. Yeah. Do you think like Glasgow as well? Yeah, Glasgow, Kevin Bridges, boom, sells yeah. out, Frankie Boyle. But do you know what I mean? Like Hereford. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> the think, Hereford comic. Are they getting behind their, no, I don't their think own? So. I think the Hereford comic moves to London and then becomes a London comic. Yeah, I think that's probably that's what happens, isn't it? Yeah, I think you might be right. Yeah, but then I mean, they saying that Mickey Flanagan does have that with that with a certain sort of East London. He's sort of got that sort of thing yeah. going on. But yeah, I know what you mean. It's, it's an odd one, isn't it? Hold on. To be honest, you'd be lucky if anyone comes, Adam, because so many people seem to be on holiday. I'm getting messages here. Oh, well, thanks, mate. <laughs> Listen to this. I know. Well, hopefully they're going on holiday up to up to the Edinburgh Festival. Uh, I mean, millions of people are up there. You'll be fine. Hi, Jason. Bad luck on the rain. Uh, this is Ray and Leslie lying on a beach, uh, frying in Paphos in uh, in Cyprus. Oh, and what they listen to the radio for? Why the yeah. last thing I'll be doing? But quite a few people said this. They they always do this. I don't know. I, I mean, I like this show, but <laughs> you wouldn't listen to it in Cyprus. No, no, I'd be gone. Kev says, "All right, Jason, I'm sat by the pool in Turkey, loving life. 39 degrees already, and getting hotter. Only what down time s- is it in Turkey, though." Oh, I don't know. It can't be. He's not included, though. 8 a.m. <laughs> no, I don't know. Joe will find out. Uh, is it an hour behind, an hour forward? 10.20. 10.20. So, yeah. Just don't roast them for 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Though. That's still early. I suppose you've got to get up early, all the old Germans, and the... I was in the Dubai earlier this year. I've never experienced heat like it. Oh, Dubai's unbelievable. I tried to go yeah. for a walk, and I got literally to the other side of the road from the hotel, and just went, nope. Back to the air-conditioned bar for me. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> the problem with those places is that the air-conditioning is on so high 
that if it was that temperature all the time, you'd put a coat on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're walking around, yeah. red hot, freezing, red hot, freezing. Yeah. You can't just... You're can't. in the hottest country in the world and you're proper tucking yourself in it, <laughs> yeah, like, like jumping on all wrapped up. <laughs> yeah, putting a cardigan on. <laughs> yeah, no, there's something about that. But you're looking forward to Edinburgh. Do you like going up there? I do love it. I treat it like pre-season. Yes. Like, just work, work, work in Edinburgh. Every and then night. The first couple of weeks in September, I, th- I think like that's the best I ever am as a comic. Yeah, and then you've got two previews tonight. I've got two in Liverpool tonight. Wowza! Yeah. And that's at Hot Water. Yeah, seven o'clock and a half nine. Hot Water Comedy Club. Two shows tonight. You can see Adam. So uh, go along if you fancy a bit of that. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Adam Rowe is my guest this morning. He is. Come over from uh, the great city of Liverpool, where he is playing tonight as well, and heading up to the Edinburgh Festival. What's the show called? Undeniable. Nice. Yeah. Um, is it I, about anything? It's, it's, it's just an hour of funny. Um, it was supposed to be about something, but if I'm lucky, it'll be an hour of funny. <laughs> but, <take> an, <laughs> it's going to be half an hour of compare and <laughs> 20 minutes of jokes at this stage. <laughs> yeah. Ten minutes of gold spread over an hour. <laughs> That's what my Edinburgh shows were always. I hope. Uh, Chris from Tamworth, first day back at work today. Oh, listen to this. You were saying you were struggling this morning getting in a little bit because you just yeah. it's just early, isn't it, for a comic? Chris from Tamworth, first day back at work after a week in Tenerife. So he thought, not due back until tomorrow. Well, who goes back to work on a Sunday? Well, <laughs> not Chris. <laughs> That's his fault. Chris for not is now that. driving back home from work to have a surprise day off. <laughs> See, the thing is, if that's me or you, that's a four-hour drive. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably fifteen minutes. So, <laughs> yeah, no sympathy, that. Chris. Me. Uh, the Fordry family uh, in Norton Keynes' first family river trip in kayaks on the River Seven. That's what they're doing today. That's the sort of thing people do, mate. A in river the real trip. A river trip in kayaks. I don't think it is. Come on, everybody. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine at any point your dad going, right, lad, let's get on the kayak. <laughs> well, he's not Geordie. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> it's hard to say kayak in any other accent than your own. <laughs> kayak. There you go. That was better. Is that better? Yes, get on the kayak. We actually, um, I did the Duke of Edinburgh Award, and we used to go kayaking. Right. In... What did you get? To get bronze, I didn't finish it. All oh, right, uh, <laughs> I got bronze. We uh, we used to go kayaking every Wednesday in the Albert Dock, and uh, that was the most scout sentence I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> kayaking Kayak in the Albert, in the Albert Dock. <laughs> um, and at the same time that I was in sixth form doing that, I worked in the McDonald's on the Albert Dock. Oh, and yeah. It was like the time that the Monopoly promotion was on. Oh, good times. So what I was doing was whenever anyone came in mm. and gave me like a Monopoly token, like a Big Mac, I just put it in my pocket instead of in the bin. Nice. And then I'd, when we go kayaking, I would just give them to all my mates. Brilliant. So every week there was a load of school kids going into a McDonald's, and I had to wait in the van because they were going in yeah. with like seventeen <laughs> Big Mac tokens. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like a free Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying that. I remember when I was working at a call centre in Manchester once, and uh, I remember one week they were doing two for one on Big Macs. They don't do it anymore. Thank you, Jamie Oliver. And uh, <laughs> they did two for one on Big Macs. That's too many Big Macs. Like, I mean, I'm greedy, but that is two Big Macs is a lot of Big Macs. Do you know there's more calories in a large milkshake from McDonald's than a Big Mac? Is so if right? you normally no. get a large Big Mac meal with a milkshake mm. and you're trying to cut down, yeah. It's actually better to get an extra Big Mac <laughs> and leave the drink. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure your diet plan's working, if that's, the, if that's, if that's your advice. <laughs> and I remember coming out once, and it, I was like, I can't eat two Big Macs. Even, and I'm greedy. 
But I couldn't eat two Big Mac meals. And so as I came out, there was a homeless guy sat outside. And uh, I said, hey, mate, there you go. And he looked at me and went, I couldn't eat another thing. <laughs> Obviously, everyone can't eat two Big Macs. They've been giving him Big Macs all day. <laughs> the guy was just surrounded by Big Mac wrappers. <laughs> I am absolutely stuffed. <laughs> Beggars can be choosers. Yeah. He chose not to have another Big Mac. Of course he uh, Peter uh, and Sharon are up, dragged out of bed at 3.30 to drop uh, these missus off at the Olympic Park for the London Surrey 100. Whatever that is. Sounds... Sounds like a race, doesn't it? Energetic, yes. Ugh, no, not for me. Nah. Uh, well, this sounds a bit more for us. What about this? I'm up early, Jace, because uh, I'm going to get my zen on. I'm going to a one-day meditation retreat in Regent's Park. You think that sounds more like That us? sounds like the sort of thing we would do. Yeah. Yeah, oh, meditation. Yeah. Monday's normally for me, though. Yeah. Don't do that on a Sunday. So meditation is like sleeping, but you're awake, isn't it? Is that how they do it? <laughs> I think, yeah, that's, the ex- if you Google it, that's yeah, the exact definition. Yeah. yeah, Sleeping, but you're awake. But you're awake. <laughs> it seems pointless, but I see a lot of people it's about clearing it. your mind, isn't it? So that mm. you're, just, you're just one with yourself. Yeah, I just can't do it. I've, I don't I've, know what any of that means. I've no, it sounded, it sounded very good, though. <laughs> I was convinced. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah I just, I've got one of them apps and everything. I've got like a headspace or head zone or something like that. I've got one of those apps that sort of tells you how to, uh, how to, how to meditate, but... Have you used it? I just find the guy's voice annoying. Finds me <laughs> up. My girlfriend's listening to a, a, a podcast recently called The Happiness Podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, she's like, you really need to listen to it because it'll really improve your mood. Mm. And the woman who does it has just got the most great voice in the world. Uh. And I listened to it for 10 minutes and I was just yeah. upset. <laughs> yes, can't be doing that. I know, you need a good voice. I listen to, um, I listen to Bob uh, Mortimer's uh, podcast, uh, Let's Go Mints, which is fantastic. But Bob has got, and it's really funny, but Bob's got such a, a lovely, like, sort of soft voice that I listen to it and I do, I do fall asleep. I, about six minutes in, every night. I've, I've listened to the same one for the last two and a half weeks, <laughs> just trying to find out where exactly I am. People tell me sometimes, they say, oh, we, we listen, I listen to your podcast and it, it knocks me to sleep every night. I think, you know, that's not a compliment, compliment, don't you? <laughs> Jason. Jason. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Tracy and Simon are heading uh, from Rowlands Guild, Tyne and Weir. At 6.30 this morning, they set off to Lincolnshire. Uh, they're taking their Slovakian rough-haired pointer to the water training day. What, what's a Slovakian rough-haired pointer? Is that a dog? I think it's a dog, yeah. I don't think it's a dog. It is this way. <laughs> like, <laughs> I must do my hair, but it is this way. Yeah, I don't, I don't do think... Do you know that accent is definitely Slovakian? Nope. <laughs> I just went somewhere in Eastern Europe. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I did. It's fine. As long as the I... accent's white, you're totally fine. <laughs> that's, the, that's the rules of accents. Yeah. I wouldn't have gambled uh, anywhere in Asia, but in Europe, <laughs> easy peasy. No one's kicking yeah. off with Ofcom because you did Slovakian wrong. You try Indian. Now that you've you said hold it, you will, you will get someone. Yeah, I'll take him. Take him. I'll take him. He was very insulted by my accent. That's what you sound like. <laughs> <laughs> that's your voice. I was doing you. It wasn't a general thing. I was doing your. Well, voice. that's what I often try. That's my often my way out. Is I go. No, I was doing a specific a specific person, like one individual. <laughs> you don't know. He's dead now. So you, you can't you can't ever claim. Uh, um, James, uh, Amy, and Brian, the Whippet. Uh, are driving down to Cornwall uh, in in the rain, but the roads are empty. Fantastic. Brian the Whippet, is, that's also a dog. Well, you would hope so. Yeah. Also, they've said James, Amy and Brian the Whippet driving down to Cornwall. Could be like a skinny brother. <laughs> Could be. Are they sharing the driving? We'll never know. 
We'll never know. Uh, hi, Jason. I've been up since four when a mysterious noise outside woke me and my nine-year-old daughter up. After scaring ourselves, thinking it was a ghost, amongst other things, uh, we put it down to something banging against the window outside in the wind. Had to put an audio book on to get my daughter back to sleep, but alas, my imagination has been in overdrive. Please put a smile on my face this morning, like you usually do. Thanks, guys, from Leanne and Lucy, who is asleep because she's... Your imagination's in overdrive because something banged on you. (laughs) Terrifying. I couldn't live in that man's head. Woman. Woman's head. Yeah, no, I know. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm one of them. I don't believe in ghosts, but the second there's any hint of proof, I believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I want to believe. Yeah, I'm it's the... like conspiracy theories. Yes, I want to believe Jeff Fuel can't melt steel beams. Yeah. But I know that it can. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, I have that thing with um, with ghosts where I think, like, I, I always. The, my, my first instinct is, yeah, that's a ghost, and then secondly, I go, well, it can't be. It'll be that. Not. I was obsessed with the Horns of Liverpool books. There's a book by a mm. fellow called Tom Slemon, I think. Mm. And I had books like 1 to 14. It's just stories about Horns of Liverpool. Is. And I'm pretty sure some of them were just like the nan going yeah. <laughs> yeah. through the wall of them. That's the thing that does you, though, with, with ghosts, isn't it? Is that they're, they're all... Every time someone sees a ghost, it's like a monk or a guy in Victorian garb. Or a little creepy girl ghost. Yeah, in a little yeah. white nighty. It's like... Th- People are dying all the time, so how come there isn't a ghost in a tracksuit? How come no one says... And then I saw him, he came through, he had like a blue wicket in one hand. And he's like, ah, man ghost. And they're always like at night in like the creepiest place possible. There's never one like in the car park. Yeah, just in the freezer section. At four in the afternoon. It's like trying to take the trolley back for you. Give you a pound for that. Music matters. Adam Rowe is my guest this morning, heading up to uh, Edinburgh this year to the festival. Where he's yes. doing his show, which is going to be massively popular. Uh, so make sure you try and book a ticket uh, very, very soon. What's the show called? Undeniable. Undeniable. So give that a, a search uh, now. Uh, Sophie's message from Durham. This is one of these things. You know, we sort of in this modern world now where we go, everyone's equal. Everyone's equal. There's equality. Everyone's the same. Anyone could do anything. Doesn't matter what sex you are. Everyone's equal. Listen to this. Sophie. (laughs) I'm only up this early because I'm expecting a parcel and it's being delivered by a courier driver I fancy, which means I have to do my hair and makeup. (laughs) How does she know who's delivering it? Well, maybe it just says, you know, Jeff's delivering your parcel at (laughs) 7 o'clock. How much stuff does this girl get delivered that she recognises Jeff's name? I've got a feeling she's a hoarder. (laughs) (laughs) And... uh, She's, the house is full of stuff. Just Jeff's probably getting stuff. suspicious. This is the eighth kettle this week. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, when you go, Sophie is doing a hair and makeup because she fancies the driver, you're like, oh, that's quite, that's quite cute. That's quite hot, actually. It's, I get that. It's quite, you know, I can see that. But if I, if I read a text and went, got a message here from Malcolm. He says uh, he's expecting a parcel that's been delivered by a courier that he fancies. <laughs> he got up early yeah. to do his hair and makeup. <laughs> the like, thing Ugh. is, if I was that delivery driver and I turned up at what time? 10 to 9 on a Sunday mm. morning and she was in full hair and makeup. Yeah. I think someone's not been to bed. Yeah, someone's yeah. been with a guy and I've got no chance with this girl. Yeah, yeah he's not thought that through. Yeah. Also, I think you, you know, there's a, I don't know about the makeup thing. I, you know, I'm, I'm not a fan of the loads of makeup thing. No? No, I like a... I mean, don't get me wrong, if you want to put a bit on it, but I just yeah. think... Yeah, just, just your face. Your face is your face. Maybe I think it's as I've got older, I just think, 
I guess because now, generally, nobody really does their hair and makeup for me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's I'm more not... you're trying to accept it rather than campaign <laughs> for it. Yeah, trying maybe. to convince yourself that's what you like. <laughs> yeah, maybe, that's, maybe that's what it is. I think just as you get older, your tastes change, don't you? You know, there must be a point in your life. And I remember it, you know, there's obviously a point in your life in your 20s where... Where you where you're into girls the same age, and they've all got they've all done the hair and the makeup, and they've spent hours in it. And as you get older, you know, like I like mums now. You know what I mean? I'm I, I'm married to a mum, and I, I I that's the they're the people I find attractive mums. You know, so and they don't get time to do a makeup on a on a school run. They look knackered. In fact, I think that's what I find hot now. I'm I like, think oh, you need oh. to go and see the the school run in Liverpool, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, that's rollers true. in makeup ready for that Saturday night <laughs> yeah. on the Tuesday. Yeah, you don't, <laughs> you don't get that in Stockport. <laughs> no, but. I think that's that's what's like. I can see it myself. I'm like, oh, look at the bags on her eyes. <laughs> I, I'm into. Oh, I love a tired mum. Oh. oh, she's got a little bit of baby sick on her shoulder. Mate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she looks like she can carry a few shopping bags. <laughs> oh. Sunday mornings, eight till eleven. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio, where real music matters. Adam Rowe is my guest this morning. Thanks for having me, you sir. You can follow Adam on Twitter at... Adam Rowe Comedy. Adam Rowe Comedy says exactly what it does on the tin. Is that, what, is that the phrase? And, says uh, exactly what it does says on the exactly tin. Says exactly what it does on the tin. It's too early. It does exactly what it says on the tin. Yeah, yeah. That's the phrase. <laughs> There's a couple of phrases I keep getting mixed up. You know, the other phrase I keep hearing uh, recently is... Um, I get this tweet quite a lot. They'll, tweet, they'll say, Love the show last night. Jason, you never fail to disappoint. And I go, and I have to take a second. I don't think that's a. I think you've said I always disappoint there. Yeah. I don't know what the real phrase is I'm supposed sure to be. Sure, it's well intended, mate. I, it, I'm sure. it certainly comes from the heart, but yes. I. Uh, but they've got it wrong. Or at the heart. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it comes from the foot. Uh, now we might be able to help this fella out. Uh, he said, uh, "Hey, Jason, I'm up with my six-month-old son, Francis. I'm just about to make some breakfast uh, for my fiance. How, when my son gets older." I want to be able to do some great dad jokes. Right. But I just don't know any. That's what I said. Don't know any. And it is, it's, it's, a, it's a very specific skill as a dad. Because people think, as a comedian, that my level of jokes are always really high. But, yeah. of course, I'm also a dad. Yeah. So I've got to temper that. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes my jokes will be awful. See, my dad's doesn't do dad jokes, but he just says things. He's got no brain-to-mouth filter. There's no passport control on his thoughts. They just get yeah. led into the country for everyone else to have a look at. Um, we were watching a serial killer documentary on Christmas Day a few years ago because we're quite a normal family. Yeah, like yeah. That. Um, Snow is falling. <laughs> and people. Yeah. Uh, there's a fella called Arthur Shawcross. Oh, right. him. I do not. Killed a lot of young girls and prostitutes and stuff in America. Right. Quite keep a bad man. Keep it light. Yeah. He got sentenced, and it's one of those American mm. things. Like, over there, you'd get life or whatever. Yeah, yeah, He got yeah. 450 years in prison. Right, right. And it's Christmas Day, you've had your dinner, and everyone's mm. a bit tired, and I'm just trying to spice up the conversation. I just went, that's a long time, isn't it? 450 years in my prison. <laughs> my dad goes, yeah, but these days, he'll only do half of that. <laughs> he wasn't intending to be funny. He was just like, not long enough these days. There you go, you could use that one. Yeah. On, on your six-month-old son. Yeah. That works. <laughs> there is a very special skill when it comes to dad jokes. I don't know, it's, it's trying to pick ones. There's, there'll be, there's visual jokes, there's, there's actual gags. 
There's also repetitive jokes. That's the skill of a real good dad joke. Yeah. It's when you are constantly doing the same joke. So, and what will happen is the joke will go through. I call, it the, I call it the Dan, Dan, Dan effect. And you remember in Alan Partridge when he shouts Dan across the car park. Dan! 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 Dan. It's very funny for the first six Dans. Then it is not funny for four Dans. And then it's hilarious for three Dans. And that's how dad jokes work. Yeah. Hilarious, not funny for about four years. And then, boom, suddenly he'll get you. Are you still God, doing that? It's, it's the, the sheer tenacity of carrying on that joke that's not been getting a laugh. It's My granddad work. will tell the exact same joke every Christmas day. Yeah. Like when we're doing the crackers and stuff, he'll just come out with it and go, Why do crabs walk sideways? And you go, I don't know, granddad. And then he goes, I do like to be beside the seaside. <laughs> every time. Every Christmas. And between the ages of like, Eight and twelve, I was yeah. like, "That's dev funny." And then twelve to sixteen, I was like, "This yeah. is the worst thing in the world." And since then, I've been like, "This is commitment." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the Dan 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 effect. Yeah, and every single time, my dad's best one, uh, or the one that he would do constantly every Sunday at my grandparents' paper. Get the paper, I'll be reading the mirror, and uh, he go, "Oh, scumbags, absolute scumbags," and my nana would be in the corner, sort of. She's piqued his interest. What's that? Oh, these absolute vermin. And he'd, he'd really dragged that out for a bit. <laughs> and he said, what's going on? He said, this here, look, some scumbags have broken into Chester Zoo and they've, they've thrown all the penguins in a lion's cages. And, she, and she'll go, oh, awful. He said, don't worry, didn't he? We couldn't get the wrappers off. <laughs> like that, 25 years he's been doing that joke. Maybe about two years ago, was sat in my grand's living room and he did that joke. You know, he's in my six, He's in his sixties now, and he's, he did the joke, and he sort of chuckled to himself. <laughs> went up to the loo, and my nana, who was ninety four, went. I'm getting a bit worried about your dad. I went really. She went. You know, he's told me that joke every week for the last twelve years. <laughs> Manford. Absolute radio. Where real music matters. It's about always being alert. That's the trick with the dad jokes. You've always got to be alert. Uh, repetitiveness is definitely a skill. Uh, a, a good visual gag is good. So my the two things my dad would do, or one thing my dad would do repetitively would be in the days when you had to go and get your pizza, like from the takeaway, when they didn't, there was no delivery. I don't, I don't know what you're talking I know, about. I know, I know. Stone Age stuff. I know, all right. <laughs> Off we went. And he'd come back and there'd always be a slice out of it. That he'd obviously <laughs> eat it on the way home. <laughs> and then he'd bring it to the kitchen and you'd open it and, and we'd be like, what? And he'd be like, Oh, those cheeky guests. <laughs> Every time. Every time. Oh, those cheeky guests. That was always my favourite. What I do with my kids is I'll get dressed. So I'm like, boxer shorts, T-shirt, and then I'll put socks and trainers on. And I'll just not put jeans on. And then I'll, I'll get the car keys, jacket. Like, I'll fully get... Right, off we go. I mean, mine are little, to be fair. Mine are like six and seven. I'm like, right, I forgot something. Is it my keys? Like, they're like, trousers! <laughs> Every time. At the moment, it's still very cute. And they find it hilarious. I can imagine when they're 15 and there's three of their mates there. <laughs> it's getting a bit weird now, Dad. <laughs> so there's those sort of dad jokes. Uh, is there anything that you do uh, as a parent or was it, was a repetitive joke uh, that uh, that your folks did? Um, and it might just be a classic gag. It might be a classic. Might, another one of my favourites, this is a good one, actually. This is a good one for the kids. Uh, is my, uh, is um, Oh, my mum was so disappointed when I told her that I was, uh, was going to make a car out of spaghetti. But you should have seen her face when I drove past her. <laughs> <laughs> hey! 
the closest, That's the sort of gold we're after this morning. The closest I get to dad jokes is just playing tricks on me missus, which normally is when she's in the shower, hiding right. slightly behind the wall of the bathroom. Oh, classic. She I comes out a bit of that. and it's just a... Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. all you need. One day you'll get stabbed in the face, though. Just, so, just, be, just be careful. You'll be halfway through a pot noodle, you'll have a fork in your hand. It's just the most entertaining thing in the world, seeing someone you love scared. <laughs> <laughs> like, genuinely fearing for their life for yeah, a second. Just for that split second, yeah. I'd, my, I'd go uh, fur, further than that. I sometimes lie on the floor and just leave my head hanging out of the door frame. That's a good one. Just so you, just so they don't actually see you first, and then you just have a, like a. Uh, and like, that's a that's a that's a cracker. Um, someone uh, ex- says the hungry one. Of course, of course, that's the classic. Oh, dad, I'm hungry. Oh, hi, hungry. I'm dad. That's a that's a good yeah. one. That's a very good one. Top pants. Yeah, that's the. Um, there's a great meme somewhere that spins around, with, which is a, a 18th birthday or, or a dad becoming a dad for the first time, and the and the other dad. His dad gives him a book. He says, there you go. You'll need this now. And it's like 101 dad jokes. And he goes, oh, thanks, dad. I'm touched. He goes, hello, touched. I'm dad. <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a great Twitter account called, like, Dad Humor or something like yeah. that. I've seen one a couple of weeks ago. It's so funny. You should all go and follow it. So it's a, it's like a, a written-out conversation. He goes, mm. son, dad, I've drew a picture. Dad, what is it? And son goes, it's our house. Take son outside. Can you see how it absolutely is not? <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. Brutal. Jason. Absolute Radio. Manford. Where real music matters. Adam Rowe's my guest this morning. Good morning, mate. You follow him at Adam Rowe Comedy on the old Twitter. And you got a website? Yeah, uh, adam-row.co.uk, but most of it's not built. So if you're going to go there, go to adam-row.co.uk slash shows, because that's the only bit that's There you go, and that'll put all these shows on. You can see him uh, tonight at Hot Water Comedy Club in Liverpool. One of the best clubs in the country right now, isn't it? It's unbelievable. Yeah. And they've just opened a second venue in Liverpool. Wow. Because the first one just sells out like yeah. six weeks in advance. It's impressive work. Because I run comedy clubs, as uh, as I'm sure you know. Uh, not the listener, you, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think the listeners know. <laughs> uh, Manford's Comedy Clubs. And uh, me and my brother run them for the last three years. And uh, I saw the success of Hot Water. And uh, so I sent my team, Colin and Lindsay and uh, Debbie, I said, go over to Hot Water and see what they're doing. What are they doing that's made it such a success? And then come back and then we'll just we'll try and do whatever they're doing anyway turns out it's just hard work they've just been putting a lot of hard work <laughs> yeah, in yeah. i was like oh right i thought there was some sort of trick well the thing is they've been, they've <laughs> I been know run, that. <laughs> they've been running gigs for eight years they wow. started when i did really mm. and yeah i think the the major success has been the viral videos yes the facebook page they've so, done fantastically well haven't they see them millions of hits and paul smith's career is Paul Smith is unbelievable. I've still not met the lad, but I heard a lot, a lot about him. So Paul's one of my best mates. Yeah. And he's always... So he was... He never had the ambition to be a road comic where mm. you're travelling around. His idol when he started stand-up was Toby Hado because he was like, he's got his own little club. I just want to... Toby Hado runs a gig in Manchester, but other than that, that, you wouldn't uh, know he, him. He yeah. still does a few gigs. Yes, but yeah. It, like, he, he loved that Toby had his own So that was his thing. Do. He just wanted to stay in Liverpool doing comedy. And I love it. He's... One of the best MCs in the country. Yeah, he's, he's so fantastic. quick. Yeah. And then they started putting the videos out and there's now a national demand. He's doing the Hammersmith Apollo. It's nearly sold out. It's unbelievable. King's Theatre in Glasgow, St David's. Crazy. In uh, Cardiff, That's Belfast, a- Waterfront. Amazing. Seven nights no- at the Echo Arena. <laughs> he's doing Seven. 
Echo Arena. So he's doing the, the auditorium. The 1,200 So he's doing yeah, seven yeah. nights in there, wow. and he's doing one night in the main room. Wow. And the seven and nights in the smaller sold out. And this is without any telly? Or... Never, <laughs> never been on telly. Wow. Just, ju- And all the clips are emceeing. It's just comparing. That's he's phenomenal, been... isn't it? Wowzer. Well, I look forward to that, an, an hour and a half of emceeing. Well... <laughs> The thing is, that's what a common misconception when mm. people go, oh, I can't wait to go and he's just going to take the mick out of everyone. He goes on, he does about 20 minutes of MC and yeah, he brings yeah. the support act on, but he's also a brilliant yeah. show creator. Well, I look forward well. to that. I look forward to that. Well, that's the, you do, you know, you do need the, you do need all the skills when you're doing stand up. You, you, you have to have a bit of crowd work, and, but you've still got to deliver the goods. Yeah. You've still got to do the gags. So, wow, yeah. that'll be, that'll be pretty exciting that when he's, when he plays the uh, the arena, crikey, that's yeah. unbelievable. Fair play to him. Uh, we'll look out for it. Maybe get him on the show at some point. Uh, we're talking dad jokes this morning. These are the, these are some of my favourites already. They're coming out. Um, Any time I said to my dad, "Can you put the cat out?" He said, "I didn't know it was on fire." Classic, <laughs> classic daddies. This is what we got a text earlier. If you just tune in, we got a text earlier from a new dad who was asking for some uh, who's asking for some tips on where to what what to say when you, when you become a dad you've got to do these jokes James in Falkirk says uh, every time uh, morning guys he says every time we used to go and get pizza there's and if the staff asked do you want it cut into four or six he used to say better make it four I couldn't eat six <laughs> beauty absolute that's beauty a, that's an absolute top bin <laughs> 25 yards <laughs> Jason absolute radio where real music matters. We're both <laughs> laughing at dad jokes that are being sent in yeah. this morning. Um, you you spotted one there? Yeah, I told me daughter yesterday that I knew a footballer that could listen to certain types of crisps talking. His name is Ian Nacho. Wow, <laughs> impressive. I like this one. Every time, this, these are the ones I like when you're in when you're in public as well. Like one of the ones my dad would do would often would be any time they came over with the chip and pin machine at the end and he'd hand it to him, he'd pick it up like a phone. Hello? <laughs> he'd do that. It's just one of my favourites. This one I'm definitely going to do next time. Uh, every time we go out for lunch and order all the drinks at the bar, the barman or woman asks if I want a tray. I always say, don't you think I've got enough to carry? <laughs> my kids always cringe. That's exactly what I'm talking about. That's a beauty. Sarah, why can't owls mate in the rain? Because it's too wet to woo. Perfect. That's exactly what we want. Justin is on the phone this morning. Good morning, Justin. Morning, Jason. All right. I'm really well, thank you. Adam's here as well. Where, where are you from, Hello, Justin? Hello, Adam. Morning, Adam. Where are you from, mate? Uh, I'm from Essex. 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 Yeah, good old Essex. Good old Essex, absolutely. So, uh, are you a dad yourself, Justin? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I've got grown-up children now. They're all in their sort of 20s. Experienced guy. He's okay. going to have loads, yeah. yeah he's, good. He's, like, <laughs> he's like the Ken Dodd of dads. <laughs> <laughs> right, go on then, Justin. Well, when they were young and they used to play up and everything, if nothing else worked, I'd say, right, pack it in, otherwise the naughty, chi- uh, naughty children of police will be round. Classic, yeah. And they would just stop in their tracks and look at me mortified. <laughs> and what would happen, sometimes, more often than not, you'd hear a siren outside. And I'd go, there you go, they're patrolling. Wow. That, I mean, if you can get that timing right. <laughs> Who are you well, paying off, Justin? <laughs> <laughs> Paying off the police commissioner. <laughs> Kins are naughty, send someone past. That is a that is a And did they believe it all, all the way through? They, oh, absolutely. They would just the stop. Police. What, if they was playing up, they would behave. That's a beauty. That's a beauty. Well, my, my daughter the other me, my daughter the other day. I mean, she's twenty, and she said the other day, yeah, like traumatized they was <laughs> when I used to come out. Yeah. 
Well, I, I remember I, I've sort of done it on my in my stand up before now. But my, yeah. the classic in our uh, family was Chief Inspector Williams. Yeah. So my dad would, as a kid, um, he would. We didn't have a phone at home, so we'd have to go. He'd drag us to the phone box. Like that's how bad it was. <laughs> he'd drag us to the phone box, which was about two mile away. Like I mean, in my head, it's about twenty miles away, but it was a good walk. And, yeah. and you'd be crying all the way. And then you'd get to the phone box and he'd ring it, ring, ring the number, da, 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 and he'd go, hello, is that Chief Inspector Williams? And then they'd be like, blah, blah, blah. yep, yeah, he's here now, he's done this. <laughs> okay, yeah, all right, put him on. And then he'd put me on and uh, he'd have a little chat and then he'd be like, hello, it's Chief Inspector Williams here. And there'd be a bloke on the other end of the phone. <laughs> And I'd be like, oh, um, and then I did this, and then I, and then I pushed milk into my brother's face, and then I did this, and I'm sorry, and I won't do it. Well, don't do you do it again? Because I'll be around with the police van with the dogs, and uh, you'll have to go to children's prison. I'm like, oh, okay, no, I won't do it again. And it was actually, it was years later uh, that I um, I realised that Chief Inspector Williams had the exact same voice as my granddad. <laughs> years later, and it was and it was even further than that. I was about 16, 17, I was in a Tesco car park and I pho- my phone went and it was my dad. And I've got a younger brother, Niall, who's, well, he's now, crikey, he's now 17, 18, but he was only about three or four at the time. And I got this phone call and it, my granddad's long since passed and I picked up the phone and my dad was like, hello? He went, hiya, is that Chief Inspector Williams? I was like, no, no. <laughs> my whole world came crashing down. I was like, I will not be part of your lie, old man. <laughs> Matters. Uh, James from Nuneaton. Uh, my dad would always take a bite out of a sandwich. He'd made me and say, oh, those mice have been at it again. <laughs> the one I do is with my kids is anytime there's like an ice cream or a pudding or anything like that, anything that I think I might have a bit of that, I'll always have a bit, even in front of them. And they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just checking because there's two chefs here. There's an evil chef. And there's like a good chef. I've just got to make sure that it's not poison because if it's the evil chef. <laughs> stare at me. Even at seven, they're like... What are you? My daughter even said to me once, I did some really terrible joke. Surprise, surprise. And, uh, like, a really bad one. And uh, <laughs> I think I used it on What Would Your Kid Do, actually. I, I was saying, what's the most... I like the ones where they're like, they sound like proper questions and then it's a gag. They're my favourite. So, yeah. like, um, what's the most common uh, common owl in the in Britain? I the, don't know me. The teat. The teat owl. It's in every kitchen. <laughs> hey, classic. My daughter, seven years old, I told her that. Two of my daughters laughed. One of my daughters just went, Daddy, people pay you. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was the worst heckle I've ever had oh, in my life. Oh, that is so funny. People pay you. It was well arsed. I remember one of my dad's ones. I, see, my dad doesn't do them very often. Mm. Is a, a snippets that he hasn't meant. Right. But one was like, you know, if it's in summer and you want, like, a cold drink, your dad does a drink mm. with ice in. He goes, do you want fresh stuff or is this frozen stuff? Or like... <laughs> <laughs> Beauty, they're, they're, they're perfect. My dad, my, my dad's rather than the gags, he would lull you in to make it sound like a quiz question. So, like, um, so one of his favourite ones was um, he go, let's say, uh, you know, um, Bruce Forsyth, the highest paid man in television history. Really? He go, he go oh, really? He go, yeah. He go, guess how much he's on? I haven't got a clue. Under grand a month? Higher. <laughs> Higher. <laughs> Lower, lower. <laughs> he would do it every single time. You go, no! <laughs> oh, he'd do you right in. Uh, Tommy, uh, sorry, Timmy says, uh, whenever anyone asks for the mushrooms, 
Um, I'll reply, there isn't much room in here. That's that's a good dad joke. Good pun, good pun. Uh, when uh, Mona says, my husband Tim uh, asked if the Iron Lady was the sequel to Iron Man. Good dad joke. <laughs> that's funny. That's what you want. I'd love that to be actually real. A real one, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm a dad and uh, this is the one I do Uh, some people say I spend too long in the wardrobe I keep telling them it's none of your business (laughs) that's a cracker (laughs) and uh, hi Jason my dad used to always say uh, this if we were hungry uh, and now I say it to my girls he says uh, why don't you run around the table until you're fed up (laughs) that's a beauty they're the good ones when you when you get them right at that moment when they really don't want to hear a joke Music matters. Good morning, Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Thanks for all your texts this morning so far. Um, loving the dad jokes. David on Facebook said, um, I bought some shoes from a drug dealer. I don't know what he laced them with, but I was tripping all day. <laughs> Perfect. A little double pun. A double pun laced and tripping. Boom. That is dad joke Wallety. gold. That's exactly what we're after this morning. So thank you very much for those. Do you think when you eventually become a dad, I don't know if you do, uh, do you think you'll be, you'll slip into the dad joke? Category. Well, yeah. I mean, I make. If there's a joke to be made on it, I'll make it. Yeah. I don't care how low hanging fruit it is at all. <laughs> if there's something that will make, even if it's just me laugh. Same. Then I'll just say it. Yeah. I think that's, me Mrs. Mad. I know, but I do say to my wife sometimes because she says to me, "You've got." She reckons I've got a one in ten hit rate. <laughs> that's what she thinks my hit rate is, and I say, "Yeah, to you, but not on tour." What happens <laughs> is I take all those ones. Yeah. And I put them together, <laughs> yeah, and then I create yeah. a show. But if I didn't fail nine times out of ten, then I wouldn't. I wouldn't find that. Could you imagine being the one in ten hit rate comic, <laughs> 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 sitting through nine jokes? Just... I don't know. I've been watching a few Netflix specials recently. Yeah. <laughs> Some people are going off that. Uh, I say that we were talking on uh, on Twitter recently. Netflix specials. We I'd watched Catherine Ryan's Netflix special. Yeah. How good is that? I think it's top three on Netflix. Easily. For me. Absolutely. It is fantastic. I think it's up there. I'm a huge Bill Bear fan. Yes. So I love all of his stuff. I love Bill's older stuff, yeah. His latest one was all right, but his earlier stuff is yeah. so funny. His new tour is going to be good. I went and seen that at the Albert Hall. Oh, yes. Um, yes. So his next special will be good. Great. Um, but, so his, his, you people are all the same, is great. Yeah. Jim Jeffries Bear. Yeah. With the Jim, gun control bit. Jim's in. great, yeah. And we were talking before, there's an American guy who not a lot of people over here know called Rory Scovel. Oh, right. that, for me, is the funniest one on Netflix. I'm going to have to have a watch of that at some point. I might watch that tonight. It's like he's just having a laugh, making okay. it up as he goes along. Neil Brennan's very good. Have you seen Neil Brennan's Three I, Mics? I haven't watched it, no. That's really good. I really enjoyed that uh, on, on Netflix as well. Yeah, I, lo- I love a little bit of when someone gives you a new Netflix. Yeah. Have you watched this yet? No, but I'm excited too. This... Matters. Now, usually I sort of move on from a uh, topic once we've covered it, but there are so many brilliant dad jokes still coming in uh, that I'm just going to uh, rattle off. So if you're just tuning in now, earlier on, about an hour, <laughs> uh, we got a tweet from a new dad who was asking for tips on dad jokes because it's, it's, a, it's a skill. It's a real skill. Um, well, in fact, uh, Andy in Grantham, he, he, sort of, he goes even further to what I was saying. He says, a proper dad needs to be a triple threat when it comes to dad jokes. 
Firstly, one-liners. You know, I bought eight venison legs for 40 quid. Is that too dear? That sort of thing. Superb. You know? Secondly, answers to ambiguous questions. Please, can I leave the table? Well, you can't take it with you. <laughs> Those sort of things. In the moment, you know. Uh, and, uh, and and lastly, uh, the, th- the third thing is uh, funny actions, you know. So uh, so the trousers thing, I guess, for, for, for me, one that I mentioned earlier. Or fetching three ice creams from the ice cream man, coming back, handing it to one child, uh, and then ch- instead of giving it to child two, just sitting there and eating both of them in front of them. That sort of thing. Like, that's... The, that's you're pretty... You pretty much nailed that, Andy. That is the three, the triple threat when it comes. That is the ultimate dad. If you can do all three, You don't need a job if you can do all that. (laughs) (laughs) You don't need to support your family. It's just always laughing. (laughs) Ali from Liverpool. This might be one of my favourites. These are the ones where I'm going to go, I'm definitely going to do this. They're my favourite dad jokes. Uh, Morning, Jason. Every time my dad would reverse the car, he would make a nostalgic sigh and exclaim, ah, this takes me back. (laughs) Every... Time. That's the trick. It's about doing it every time. Uh, Laurie uh, says, my dad uh, used to say, I got stung by a bee once. 12 quid for a jar of honey. <laughs> perfect. That's my favourite one of the day, that. Absolutely perfect. Listen to this for a modern one. Jack says, um, <laughs> this, this is quite a modern day uh, dad joke. He says, uh, I got a new uh, laptop. I tried a new password in it. Beef stew, I attempted. But he just kept coming back saying, not strong enough. <laughs> Very good, <laughs> very good. That's that's like I put that up there. You could yeah. use that. Uh, and this is a classic from Lee in Hinkley. My dad uh, would sit down to do the crossword, and he always sounds like he's struggling with a clue. I always say, "Can I help? What are you stuck on?" He says, "Yeah, ten across, heavily laden postman. How many letters? Absolutely thousands. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Out of the park. That's what you want. That is exactly what you're after." Beauty. Some of them are crackers there. Any of them you might start using if you become a dad? No. <laughs> <laughs> the B one. The B one. The B one's a good one. World class. And I'll 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 take all of the others on board, like the backwards car. The backwards car. Back. Yeah. I, the other one I like doing is when it when or it's reversing <laughs> to people who own a dictionary. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough though, isn't it, English? Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> this time of the morning. I um yeah, I do one when I um when my car's doing the beep, 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 beep sound, I'll treat that like it's a heart monitor and then, like, die at the end. <laughs> my kids have... They're yet to find that funny, but I think it'll come. It'll come good. Sunday mornings, 8 till 11. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. I was not expecting that voice to come out of you, Adam. Wow. Think that was good? Yeah, I think you should get on Britain's Got Talent. We'll <laughs> sing it. <laughs> that was a real Susan Boyle moment for me. You're ugly, you're not funny, but boy, what a voice. What a voice. <laughs> um, no, I think that was just pure luck. That was just luck, just that yeah. one moment, was it? Yeah. Fair enough. No yeah. everyone can sing one song. That's <laughs> my one. <laughs> Do you think... Um, because obviously we have like intros, don't we? We have like intro music. So yeah. like Crazy Crazy Night's a good one. Um, tonight's gonna be a good night. Uh, that's the Frog Black, and Bucket. That's, that's the do at the Frog and Bucket there, at Black Eyed Peas. Um, so there's all, you know, Let Me Entertain You, Robbie Williams. These are all like songs we use to go on. But do you think like if you had just a regular job, there'd be a <laughs> song that you were like, oh, this would be a good one? <laughs> just walking be... into the office. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> we got fun and games. I, I, I and then just doing like some that. admin. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like that. Maybe. What would your song be? What's your job and what would your intro song be? 
That's the, a good just one. Just to the that. day. I kind of like that. I like that. Whatever it is, I want to hear it. Hello, text. darkness, my old <laughs> That'd be most days. That's like people who've been in the same job five years plus. Yeah. <laughs> and you can tell you're in your 20s. Five years plus. That's nothing. A fart five years. <laughs> five years? I've never done anything but stand up for more than five years. Oh, mate, I'll tell you what. If you work in a warehouse for six months, that feels like five years. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You I was there for six years. No, I you? was there for two. <laughs> I was there for two years and it felt it. My goodness. Early learning centre. Yeah. I used to do the, I was in the warehouse at the early learning centre uh, on, uh, on Market Street in Manchester. And, uh, oh, just... I thought you were having a go at your colleagues then, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't realise it was an actual early learning centre. <laughs> Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Matters. It's the Jason Manford Show. Adam Rose been my guest this morning. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Liverpool's own. Very Liverpool's Liverpool, own. Liverpool, very proud of uh, of Adam. Scouts and, uh, and proud, which was uh, my username on a chat room <laughs> <laughs> when I was 12. Like, yeah, do you remember chat rooms? Yeah. Never a thing. Back in the day. <laughs> Back in the day before you Snapchats. <laughs> uh, uh, we, I asked you uh, just now, uh, what would your intro music be at your work? Because we get intro music because we're, you know, comics and we're going on stage. Let me entertain you, Robbie Williams, etc., etc. Um, I like some of these. These are good. Um, I've got this one. Hi, I'm a dentist. So it has to be the I'm a dentist song from Little Shop of Horrors. Which is good. <laughs> I am a dentist. That's, that's pretty good. Uh, what about this? My dad's a bricklayer and he says his song would be Starship. We built this city. <laughs> Um, um, next, eventually, that's what it would be. Eventually, we built this city next Thursday. <laughs> Carpenter Paul, my entry music for work would be Knock on Wood. Of course, it would be. Why wouldn't it be? Uh, Sarah in Workshop, I'm a pharmacy dispenser. My so, uh, walking song would be The Drugs Don't Work by The Verve. That'd that's be not terrible. Funny. That's not good, is it? No, that's the opposite. People of your coming job. in, hoping to be cured. <laughs> Drugs don't work. <laughs> yeah, maybe if you were a natural herbalist, yeah, that would that would be better. Yeah. The drugs waving don't sage. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so thanks for those this morning. Now this happened the other day. I, read, I was looking through. Um, I think it was on the BBC website, and um, they'd put together. Uh, and I just nicked it because I thought it was funny. Um, they put together a, a list of like real world things that sound like they are uh, in songs, like they're moments in songs, right? And, and it can happen to any of us, you know. I once uh, farted the start to Baker Street, just out of nowhere, the first three notes. It was really weird. Literally yesterday, mm. I farted the start to Let's Get It On. There you go. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> <laughs> that is worrying. Isn't it? <laughs> but these aren't, these aren't all, it's not all Trump-based uh, activities. These are actual things. So the first one is uh, a London tube ticket barrier opening. Right, so right. see if you can uh, guess what this is, right? Like what song it is? <laughs> what do you reckon that is? What do you reckon that sounds like from a song? Um, I don't know, mate, so, so I'll ask the audience. <laughs> let me give you, I'll give, I'll give it to you again. <laughs> I mean, when you know, it's pretty much unmistakable. <laughs> song two. <laughs> there you go. Love that. 
So that is uh, from song two. That's the ticket barrier opening. I love this. Real world things that sound like they're in songs. Okay, this is an easy one as well. Uh, this is a squeaky bathroom tap. What do you reckon? See, that? I, I think that sounds like Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel. Okay. The start of it. I think you're going to kick yourself. Listen to this. House of Pain. Jump around. <laughs> yeah. I still, I still think it sounds like mine as well. Yeah, it does sound like both. You would be... Oh, there was no need for that bit. Uh, and this one's, the, this one's quite a hard one. This is quite specific. Oh, well, this is good, because I got those two really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> this is not your specialist subject, but no. fair enough. They are really hard, to be honest. Uh, this is a shovel being dropped on some ice. Um, Ooh, what do you reckon? It's a Michael Jackson one, is it? Do you think? <laughs> That's a hey, tough baby. one. Sunday mornings, 8 till 11. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Well, I mean, a lot of you's got it right, to be fair. I asked you just before George Ezra there, uh, what noise, uh, what song this noise was from. So this is a shovel. Uh, on some ice. Bum, ba -dum, that bit. What song does that sound like it's from? Lots and lots of people. Michael Jackson, somebody said. Is it that? Is it Crowded House, somebody else said. Loads are different, but I think we most of us know from the 200 messages I got in for an egg cup uh, <laughs> that it is, uh, it's this bad boy. Course it is. Nirvana smells like team spirit, and uh, the winner has, has gone to Kev the painter. Kev the painter in Glasgow. So, uh, a lovely, absolute radio egg cup firing its way up to you, my friend. Of course, we. Uh, somebody just messaged me to say. Uh, I was uh, I worked on the trains a couple of years ago, Jason, and I had to ask you to take your shoes off the seat. I got a fine for that. Well, for having me shoes on the seat on a, to on be a fair, major rail train. To be fair, he says your feet on the seat because I would never, I would put my children's lives on the line to say I would never put my shoes on a on a seat in front, never. But feet, shoes off, socks, all day long. Mine weren't even on the seat; it was on like the metal frame of the chair, oh. and he gave me an eighty quid fine. That's a bit harsh. Yeah, and he had a little camera on his on his oh. shoulder filming me. But didn't want to end up on YouTube, do you know what no, I mean? No, you don't want to kick it off about <laughs> yeah. that. How much was the fine? 80 quid. Oof, that's a bit much. Train ticket was only £3.20. Yeah, my my dad's just had one of these situations where he, he, he gets on the tram to the football and um, most of the time he pays for it, but sometimes he just gets on it and he's not got time, one pulls up and yeah. he got done and then, um, then he argued it and said oh, I wasn't... Anyway, I don't know what it was. Eventually it ended up being 400 quid. Like, it was ridiculous. You know, just because he kept arguing and arguing it. I'm glad like, just... they won that game. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you better go and ask um, the bosses to pay. They can afford it. The city to pay for it. We're fine. Uh, I, yeah, I would never do that. I, just, I mean, you might have told me to take my, my feet off a chair, but I think that's acceptable. Is that acceptable train etiquette? So, hang on. Do, you're saying you wouldn't have had your shoes never, on? Never, 100%. So, you're in your socks? I take my shoes off and then I'll just put my, my, my socks on. That's That's like... You, you, that's just material. That's like your bum being on the on a seat. 
Is that any worse? It, you think your bum through jeans yeah. is as bad as sweaty feet through Why are they socks? sweaty? Why are they sweaty? Because, I don't know. Well, you've walked through a train. So? I didn't run. I'd rather get, <laughs> obviously, I'd rather get the next train. <laughs> no, I'm not having that. I think uh, that's my opinion. You mustn't as be. You must not be as sweaty a man as me. I think. No, I think that's fine. Oh, so your bottom through jeans. How's that any different to feet through socks? Because your bottom through underwear and then thick jeans. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be like yeah, dirty. No, but your bottom's worse than your feet. Like, if somebody said, right... Yeah, if you were bare-bottomed, that these would be bad, yeah. I'm either going to sit on you or stand on you naked. Which one? You go feet all day long. Yeah, but you right. went... Yeah, but so sit on me with jeans on or stand on me with sweaty socks on. Why are they sweaty? Sit on me. I'm a sweaty man. <laughs> <laughs> but mine aren't. I think that's fine. Well, I think everyone's like me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with that. I'm fine. I wouldn't use my shoes, but I think socks on a, on a seat, especially two and a half hours to London. Nah, mate. My socks are going on that in front. And uh, you, can, uh, you can take me to court. I'll, I'm not paying no fine. <laughs> I'm going to keep arguing it until I'm the winner. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. I, I went to the dentist this week. I don't know if that's uh, something you do on a regular basis. Once every six months, I do. Um, oh, I'm nowhere near that regular. I should go more often because my teeth are terrible. You're supposed to... Yeah, you're supposed to six... I think it is supposed to be six months. Yeah. Uh, that's that's the, the classic. Uh, but I went to my one. And um, there was a couple of things that I uh, noticed about it. Was When I was there the other day, was um, why do we lie? Why do we lie to our dentists? Um, every single time we lie to our dentist, right? My dentist, I go in and she says, "Have you have you been flossing?" I have never flossed in my life. Never, never, yeah. mate. And yet I go, yeah, <laughs> yeah, a bit. Not every day. Not, I mean, once not, a week. Not as often as I probably should, but yeah, I've been doing it. And she's about to look in my mouth, like <laughs> she knows. <laughs> It's like denying a murder and then saying, I didn't murder him, detective, but there's the weapon and his motive. <laughs> Why yeah. do I lie? I um, It's like when you go to the doctor and he goes, how much do you drink? Do you <laughs> yeah. have more than 28 units a week? Well, I don't know, I pass out after 12. <laughs> <laughs> how much do you drink, mate? Um, all of it. That's what I drink. Yeah. All, yeah. all of it. Waste not. I waste yeah. not one not. Yeah, it's a, a very... The other thing I found, she did some x-rays of my, um, my, my teeth. And uh, it's a very sort of odd moment where they, they put the machine next to you and they put no, a thing in your mouth, yeah, yeah on that Rubber side. Thing. And then um, they go, okay. And then they both leave. <laughs> yeah, they go. I had that like a couple of weeks ago. So I don't go that often, but I did go because mm. um, I was getting a bit of toothache. And uh, they go out the room. They go because out of the room. it's too dangerous to be in the room. Yeah. <laughs> it can kill you. Like, it's a bit too dangerous to stand near it, but I'm going to put it against your face. <laughs> Okay, and then that's totally fine. But it's fine, it's fine. (laughs) Terrifying. Yeah. The other thing I want to know is how do you control your tongue? Does anyone know how to control a tongue in that moment? The tongue has got a brain of its own. Are you saying tongue? Yeah, are you saying tongue? Are you saying tongue? tongue, I know, but I said tongue. Yeah, but that's like tongue for a barbecue, isn't it? Yeah, I have this conversation with my kids all the time. I say tongue, I say helmet. Helmet's right, isn't it? No, apparently it's helmet. Helmet. Yeah, there's no I in it. I know, I say this all the time. Nah, it's helmet, mate. I agree. Anyone who says it's helmet is a helmet. (laughs) (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Well, the tongue then. Um, But when you're trying to 
Yeah, he's, he's trying to keep it to one side. You're like, put it to one side. And it just goes, I'm going to have a little look. What's going on over there? What's happening there? Oh, what's happening? What's happening? It's, like, it's proper inquisitive. Having a good old look around your mouth when the dentist is inside. Uh, and the other last thing I noticed, and, I've, and, you know, I don't know. This is probably not the right year to say this. But every single time I've ever been to a dentist, the dental assistant is always fit. I've not yet met a dental nurse who was not properly fit. And you, you're at your worst. Yeah. You're ah. dribbling. She's like taking <laughs> spit from your chin and putting it back in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where real music matters. Adam wrote, thanks for coming on, mate. It's been great. It's been a lot of fun. Really lovely to. uh, We've had a chat on Twitter a few times, so it's nice to actually. But we've never actually met. Meet you and see you and chat to you. Uh, So make sure you follow Adam Rowe Comedy on Twitter. uh, And he's going up to the Edinburgh Festival this year as well to do a show, uh, which is called. It's called Undeniable. Undeniable. 24 dates up there, and then National Tour kicks off the end of September. Look at that. National Tour. Yeah. How many dates are you doing? I think it's about 20. <sighs> Two, <Tour>. Start. <laughs> I'm doing some gigs, mate. I'm doing I'd some in, gigs. I'd in, I, I don't know how you look yourself in the mirror and call it a tour. <laughs> tour? <laughs> doing some gigs. Doing, doing some, some gigs. Between September and December. Yeah. Yeah, tour. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime anyone comes, I'll do it every week. How many tours is it? Oh, 12 gigs, is it? <laughs> 260, mate. That's a tour. Is that how many you're doing? Yeah, in total, yeah. Don't you go insane by the end of it? Yeah. I, st- I, I hate start the jokes. I start insane. That's what helps. <laughs> My tours are so long. Even soldiers who really do tours go, well, I couldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't actually. I know it's. Lot, that's one of the questions people ask you the most on tour. They go, would you not get bored of saying the same things? But I think I just, I think I enjoy the reaction. The reaction's yeah. different each time, and you'll get different things and different responses. You don't know what's going to happen. You'll have yeah. people saying different. Th- you know, it's like when you're on. Yeah, of totally. Saying talking. I do like, I do get bored of me stuff quite quickly. Like I change mm. me club set mm. really often because I yeah. just I, I get I get bored of it. Well, that's good. That's healthy. That's what I used to do on, on in the clubs yeah. as well. In fact, I remember John Bishop. When I first... John Bishop was an open spot and I was the MC. And uh, and I'd gig with him three nights, Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And everyone was saying, have you seen this new this new guy? He's great. And uh, I watched him three nights. And he did a different 20 minutes every night. And I said to him on the third night, I said, I said, why would you do a different set every night? He said, you're not supposed to. <laughs> I said, No. You just do the same 20 minutes. People have been in the same 20 minutes for 25 years. (laughs) I was like, get your 20 right. (laughs) But he was just exceptional from the off, really. So so you'll be following in his footsteps, no doubt, playing the... uh, Hopefully. Hopefully. That's the goal, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, so follow Adam at uh, Adam Road Comedy. And uh, if you're up in the Edinburgh Festival this year, I recommend it. What time's your show on at? 7 40 p.m. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. In the caves. Time. He's in the caves. So go and have a little look. And we'll get you back on the show another time if you fancy it. Whenever you'll have me, mate. Lovely stuff. Lovely. Half hour drive over, isn't it? Easy peasy, exactly. It's like a cheeky McDonald's breakfast. Yeah. 
Nice. That's all I'm doing it for. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's been great in all that, but... <laughs> Sausage and egg McMuffin wins. <laughs> for the win! <laughs> right, uh, that's uh, that's me done. Uh, that's our sort of last uh, live show of the summer as well. We're, we've, got a couple, we've got a couple more shows. Steve Edge and uh, and Colin Manford, my brother as well, we do a couple of shows over the summer. Uh, and uh, But the next time I properly talk to you will be, uh, will be after that. So have a lovely summer. Uh, you can always get in touch with me on Twitter as well, Jason Manford, uh, or on the Facebook as well. Always lovely to hear from you. Have a cracking rest of your Sunday and a lovely summer. Take care.